You're listening to DraftKings Network. Tonight on the Cooligans, we are discussing the U.S. men's national team. They are playing friendlies again. We're getting closer to the Olympics, to the Nations League, to the World Cup qualifiers, and we're getting a little bit nervous. Also, Ted Lasso, soccer, wins a Golden Globe, finally. And we might have something to do with it. Who knows? Plus, we also <laughs> talked to absolute Hall of Famer, 99, a World Cup winner, gold cup, I mean, gold medalist for the Olympics, absolutely incredible. Brianna Scurry is on our show today. Yeah. And it's incredible. Wait till you listen. There's so many fun stories. I wish we could have talked to her for hours. That and more today on the Cooligans. Yo, it's me, Dave Vianich here, and I've been hanging out with the Cooligans, having a nice, and I hope you've been having a nice too. Yeah, baby. Let's do ah. it. Okay. All right. Another week. My my puppy's in the background. Okay. <laughs> Just freaking out because they can even hear me through your through your headphones. <laughs> <laughs> uh, thrilled about today's show. Hello, everybody. We have an incredible guest. Uh, absolute, uh, you know, soccer legend. Legend. Uh, another Superstar. 90... Hall of Famer. World Cup winner. Olympic gold medal winner. What more do you want? Okay. <laughs> and that's just our resume. Uh, I... <laughs> no. Brianna Scurry, goalkeeper, obviously one of the 99er, uh, 99ers, uh, coming through uh, to join uh, the, the, the Cooligans today. Uh, just absolutely insane. Which is so, us. We're the Cooligans. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> yes, my, my name is Christian Polanco. Uh-huh. I'm Alexis Guerreros. All right. We are your favorite stand-up comedians that host the funniest soccer show uh, that has ever existed. That's right. Also happens to be the gulliest. Also happens to be Brianna's favorite show she, of all time. That's right. She said it. She told us. All right. <laughs> don't look. Don't be quoting, but just believe it. Yeah. Okay? Also, <laughs> do not look that up. I mean, there's just no need to. <laughs> uh, so absolutely thrilled. Uh, I think we should start. Uh, so speaking of U.S. soccer in general, let's talk about we just uh, got the news. We have some uh, more. Uh, U.S. men's national team friendlies coming up. Uh, and, uh, I mean, now it, it's really, now it's starting, this is the, an official FIFA window. It's feeling real. World Cup qualifiers. Okay, Nutmeg is excited. Excited. Woke- All right, <laughs> he knows. He knows that this is going to be, like, probably a preview of what our real <laughs> 11 is going to look like in the next major competition that we're going to be in. Yes. Which, uh, do you I'm- know what that is, Christian? I mean, the Olympics is the next major yeah. competition. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so th- but thank God. I hope I passed the test that yeah. you, you gave me. But also took- shortly after that, the World Cup's coming up, The folks. World Cup. Yes, that is a major competition. I've heard of it. Uh, the um, Yes, so it, it's starting to feel a little bit more real, right? The, uh, the, the first um, uh, match is going to be against Jamaica. On uh, March 25th in at- Austria. That's right. The U.S. versus Jamaica. <laughs> In Austria. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, uh, you know, the the EU and uh, and what you call it. And, uh, you know, as the far Western as, like, Hemisphere. <laughs> well, the, the EU and and also like where to where to play matches in general. It's just like it's Austria and Florida. Right. Like yeah. this is where, the, where if you need to play a soccer game and <laughs> under any circumstance, we've designated <laughs> those two areas of soccer specific <laughs> statehood spaces. We'll make so, it work for you okay? we're playing jamaica and austria and you want to hear the trippy thing the second game we're playing austria and jamaica dude that's gonna be crazy <laughs> it's gonna be pretty interesting why why make it that way there's Shut no, up. There's no, there's there's no, no need. Need. 
<laughs> There's no need for any of this. <laughs> the second match, uh, I believe, is uh, against Northern Ireland. Uh, yeah, and that's going to happen in Belfast. In Belfast, yeah, that's correct. So, uh, so uh, again, yeah, a lot to look forward to. And then now we'll see uh, these these rosters should look a little bit more uh, like what we should, you know, what we may expect for an actual like World Cup qualifier and then the actual World Cup. It'll it'll be uh, some domestic uh, based players and some of the players that are uh, based in Europe and and around the world. So uh, of the domestic players, I think we've already seen like a really good group of them over the last few uh, friendlies that we've had. So I honestly think it's going to be mostly European based players. But you are going to get your sprinkling of the players that did the best from the domestic league. Yeah. And you, uh, anybody that crosses your mind that might uh, be able to make it uh, get a domestic call up? I honestly think Tanner Tessman might just because of how he fits in both skill wise and size wise into the club. I think, uh, into the club, into, I, the, into the national team. <laughs> I think um, Greg Berhalter uh, will probably pick someone to, like some more veteran leadership. So I think Sebastian Legia is like. The, he does the seem like likely, a standard standard yeah, like, pick yeah yeah i've been you know with the program for a while uh and and some of these dudes are a lot younger so uh i think sebastian Lejet has a good uh a uh, chance so uh but the one interesting thing at least about jamaica is uh michael antonio of west ham uh has uh changed uh allegiances he will now he obviously english he played for the english national team he's using his one-time switch to play uh for jamaica now so this is uh, Jamaica's gonna look a little bit different going forward. Uh, uh, so I'm, uh, you know, it's not gonna be just like Darren Maddox up front, all right? Mikel Antonio is 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 scoring goals right now in the Premier at a League. different level. Yeah, with all due uh, respect to Darren Maddox, you know, I don't mean I'm not trying. To... <laughs> please, please uh, throw as much shade as you want on Darren Maddox, as long as let's just hope that Mikel Antonio's paperwork isn't completed by the time this match happens. Because what are we sixteen? It says here we're sixteen three and eight against Jamaica all time. Mikel Antonio is a significant player up front. Very yes. difficult to deal with for Premier League defenders, never mind U.S. men's national team defenders who don't play with each other all the time. So, yeah, uh, yeah this is going to be a tough matchup, but I'm excited to see it, you know? Very much so. Yeah, there's uh, uh, that, and then we'll see what Nor- Northern Ireland, I don't know. Does Northern Ireland have a, a, like a credible team? I don't. I haven't. I don't know who who comes out of there. Who when they pick him? up the ball and fall <laughs> on it after, outside the touchline, we'll see <laughs> if these boys are prepared to play soccer, not rugby. Without no, the think, respect to Northern Ireland, yeah, I don't hey, listen, them, uh, <laughs> no shade at Darren Maddox, but Northern Ireland ain't gonna. I don't think they're gonna bring the pain. But I think it's another. It is gonna be fun to see how this team puts up with someone who's. A, cl- a, a national team that's probably going to defend heavily. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And how do you break that down? I think that's a good opportunity to play these guys. Plus, it's a good rebound. You know, <laughs> <laughs> we need it. We'll need it. The, there's a couple other uh, important dates uh, for the U.S. men's national team. Uh, okay, now Meg is thrilled about it. The, um, uh, the there's going to be Nations League. Obviously, is coming up before uh, yep. the Olympics, uh, uh, and then the the Gold uh, Cup. The, the obviously gold cup but then uh so world cup qualifiers i mean they're, they're gonna be here real soon uh, uh september 8th uh or september 5th will be the first uh world cup qualifier so 
it's going to get real. Uh, and I'm, it, now it's getting the giddiness, the, ner- the, the nerves of like, all right, it, did, did Berhalter had a couple of years to kind of sort this out? I, I, if that, wor- that first World Cup qualifier does not go well, with soccer Twitter oh, is... <laughs> it's just going to go off from that point. We so, told you, yada, yada, he doesn't belong here. Jurgen was right. Yeah. No one's going to say that. Because all the friendlies and, you know, the, defeating, uh, you know, you know I, who did we play last? We beat them like 7 nothing or whatever. Trinidad. Like, tr- Trinidad. Though feels great, you know. Yeah. But and you know, and and then it's, you you you're you're like there are people optimistic about what it's gonna mm-hmm. look like. And Berhalter, I think he got he knows what he's doing and all this other stuff. But bruh, once that real game, that first real real World Cup qualifier, if it does not go well, it is uh it, it's not gonna look good on the internet. The media is gonna do a switch on him. <laughs> the media <laughs> meaning us. Okay. Yeah, that's right. You know, we're no longer friends. I heard him say pork roll. <laughs> uh, but let's talk a little bit about the Golden Globes because that just happened. And uh, soccer was front and center. Okay, maybe not front and center, but soccer was mentioned. And that's a huge deal. <laughs> Look, I mean, for, uh, for, for someone to win uh, an award based on a show about soccer... Uh, Wait, I, we won. We won. <laughs> <laughs> we, I think there must have been some oversight. Uh, <laughs> but, but no, this is. I mean, it, it is pretty cool. I was Jason Sudeikis uh, winning the Golden Globe for Ted Lasso. If you haven't seen Ted Lasso, uh, check it out. It's it's super fun. Even if you're not uh, a fan of soccer, it's uh, you know a really fun show. My my girlfriend is not as obsessed with uh, you know soccer as as we are, uh, but she watched the show and then was and super into it. My wife could care less about soccer, and she loved it. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. She, I, she, yeah, she, she tells you all the time, get a different line of work, Alexis. I don't respect you. you know? Oh, absolutely. No, yeah. <laughs> I mean, the fact that she writes it down really, and also, why did the person at Baskin Robbins put that on my cake? You know what I mean? I feel like you should have known. I think it's going to ruin his birthday. But uh, no, she does it. No, but I mean, she really doesn't care about soccer, and she loved the show. The show is more than the fact that it's soccer that based it's based in soccer. Almost has nothing to do with the show, but it does sort of revolve around that world. And I actually think, to some degree, it's been the best ambassador for Americans to potentially like soccer in a very long time. Yeah, yeah. This is this is how you have to indoctrinate Americans with uh-huh. the sport. You have to put it in like in you know wrap it. It has to be like the medicine wrapped in like candy. So right? that's, that's what Ted Lasso is. Like how you feed a dog, you put the pill in the meat, <laughs> right? Isn't that what you do? Yeah, yeah, dude. Uh, so like I eat a burger and I'm like, why was it crunchy? My wife's like, no reason. <laughs> oh, okay, it's just your heart medication, babe. <laughs> I'm asleep. <laughs> the uh, the the one thing uh, that was interesting about him accepting the award is that he he did not expect to win the award right i think that was pretty obvious he's wearing a hoodie he looks pretty which did you hear the hoodie sold out in every size oh no i didn't hear that okay, yeah it it's a 110 dollar hoodie <laughs> it's not a cheap one okay this nwsl hoodie was much more affordable all right uh, <laughs> why didn't he wear this uh but he looked he looked like he was a little bit stoned as well it was pretty dope he was just like yo i'm just uh, who cares? This is the Golden Globes on my home. We're doing this virtually. I'm gonna. But be... I think he was a little stoned because his acceptance speech was no way. <laughs> what? I think he thought he. I, I think he thought, or everybody thought that uh, it was U- Eugene Levy that was going to win for uh, uh, for uh, was it Shit's Creek. Creek. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and also, Rami Youssef was uh, was one of the nominees. Our homie Rami. Uh, yeah, comedian uh, so Rami, who's worked with both of us. I, I mean, went to his house for an Ishtar. For which what? is. 
at Ishtar, it's the end of their fast. Oh, okay. Yeah, wifey and I got invited to his house for that. I'm like, this is weird. We're the only non-comedians there. Not or bad. the only comedians there. All right. No, yeah, I wouldn't call you a comedian either. Uh, <laughs> yeah, thank you. Well, again, you've got to stop listening to my wife. <laughs> She's just so influential. I want to see you. I don't it's know. because she keeps getting these cakes. You know, <laughs> who's making these cakes? <laughs> uh, but the, yeah, so I'm excited about I know Ted Lasso is getting another season. And there's supposedly pe- two. I think it's been renewed for two more seasons, yeah, which it should. Pe- it is an incredible show outside of the world of soccer. Absolutely well written show. Yeah, yeah. I mean, th- this is a uh, Ted Lasso will go in the the the, the canon of soccer related, you know, shows uh, because they usually don't go well. They they usually all bad. Uh, yeah. The the one that was uh, what's the Netflix one the the um the, about the Montreal Impact. What the, something twenty one? T- t- thunder twenty one. Thunder was it? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> but that, that was a rough one. Okay, that I, was a rough I, one. I watched the whole thing because I'm like, you know what? I do a, a TV show about soccer. I'm going to sit through this, and, boy, <laughs> and boy. you're like, oh, okay, no, <laughs> back to Club de Cuervos because this is not going correct. <laughs> that was a that was a rough one. So uh, I'm excited about uh, you know, and, and you know, also congrats to Jason Sudeikis, our our friend. Yeah, who uh, listens to the show? Yeah. Okay. So he said he's gully. We should play the video. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We've been very influential of of Jason Jacobs and Ted Lasso, and this feels a little bit like. Wait, did we have something to do with it? Do, I think we we all, on behalf of everyone at Ted Lasso, yes, we will accept the Golden Globe for. <laughs> we should be like like a trophy in soccer. We should be allowed to have it for like a week or so. You know, show our friends and family, drink out of it. Yeah, know? yeah, it's like the Stanley Cup. Give it, yeah, give us a piece yeah. of it. All right, yeah. and make sure to stick around. We will be talking to Brian Escurry, uh, 99er, women's national team legend. Uh, okay, let, speaking obviously, uh, uh, Brian is uh, a new owner of uh, one of the owners of the Washington Spirit. And uh, let's talk about uh, NWSL ownership because this is uh, another, uh, you know, just big news, just more big news uh, coming out of NWSL. The the Chicago Red Stars have announced a a new ownership uh, or more investors uh, uh, that are going to be involved with the team. And uh, I mean, there's a a bunch of big names, but one of the one of the uh, major names there uh, has to be Sarah Spain of ESPN. So now the, it's interesting because the journalists are becoming owners. Okay. Uh oh. <laughs> right. Okay. Our, our biggest fear. All right. Yeah, there's a <laughs> there's a cat in the mouse trap. I don't know what the phrase is there. There's something there. <laughs> but no. uh, it's a big list. It's like 16 people now that are owners. And Sarah Spain tweeted this out saying, "Finally, like I'm so happy that I can announce this." She said, "This is not an ownership group and just investment or just name." We're a committed group of people with Chicago ties and deep fandom who are hands-on and ready to help elevate this team with a group of badass women. Now, Chicago ties and hands-on already got me scared, okay? Because <laughs> we know how it goes down out in Chi-Town. Uh, but here's the thing. It's 17 people. Maybe you all don't have to be hands-on. This seems like a lot of people. <laughs> no, it, it's uh, this is exciting. Because, I mean, especially with Sarah Spain in particular. I mean, there there are few people uh, in 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 the media world that that uh, not only show support uh, for women's sports, um, but take on. I mean, she fights the battles as well. Oh right? yeah, like, yeah, literally yeah. The, the amount of ridiculousness that she has to deal with uh, on social media. She's uh, well equipped to clap back. 
Exactly. You know, I mean, Chicago. She's, <laughs> yeah. she, she's uh, you know, she did play basketball, so uh, she she's familiar with dunking on fools. Okay. Yeah, 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 for sure. Yeah, she's ready for it, and that's part of. I think part of the essence of women's soccer moving forward is that we're done, and not that they ever did, but like we're gonna we're gonna be even bigger. Like if you try to come at us with some garbage, with some you know hatred, we're gonna be even bigger when we do clap back. And I think that that's kind of it's helping the appeal i think yeah because it's like yeah yeah we're done with the nice game okay yeah yeah. and you're seeing the i mean a lot of these high profile just like bigger names in being involved in women's soccer with serena williams uh williams naomi osaka uh uh, just what everything going on with uh, with angel city natalie portman and all these people we're seeing that you know i think nwsl is where mls was maybe like 15 years ago where the the tide was turning right the the you know the as far as like people seeing like the the actual potential and everybody's getting in getting in early so now this is why you're seeing everybody uh, getting involved because in by again by the time the world cup the 2026 this is going to help men's soccer this is going to help women's soccer the the the, the, the fact that the world cup is going to be played here it's going to be uh, huge for the sport. Everybody wants to get involved in in that uh, kind of a, the, the explosion. Uh, and try to buy an NWSL like. team after that. Try. Yeah, yeah. You're going to need three <laughs> times. It's like buying five Bitcoin now. Well, I hope you got money. Okay. <laughs> Back in the day, that was seven cents. Yeah, you know? yeah. Like, oh, you thought I was just a, a dumb, you know, loser nerd virgin buying yeah. up all this Bitcoin. Well, he was, but he was smart <laughs> enough to buy the Bitcoin. <laughs> what can I say? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, you were tired from having each ejaculated christian and still yeah, yeah. all that energy i, you know? I still haven't sorted out the loser nerd version stuff but i'm getting there okay? yeah maybe a new tesla will make you feel better you know uh, so th- yeah this is a, a, an exciting move and i think we're gonna start to see this with uh with the, the you know um old like the older nwsl teams i think that they're seeing while like Angel City's doing, they're like, okay, well, I don't want to be left out of the news, okay? Yeah, I, I'm. I need. I need a high profile owner as well. Everybody, even like Rob McElhaney and uh, uh, Ryan Reynolds, they bought a team in Europe. That's old school, babe. You got to buy an NWSL team. <laughs> Speaking of an investor and owner of an NWSL team, right after this, we've got Washington Spirit owner and Hall of Famer ninety nine er Brianna Scurry. Come back. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. I just want to break in with a word from one of our sponsors, us and you. And by you, I mean Gully Squad. What an absolutely incredible group of human beings. I've learned so much. It has so enriched my life to have this community of people. You guys are American soccer fans. You guys understand it. You know what we go through. And what better place for you guys to communicate than the Slack channel that we built for Gully Squad. And let me tell you something. I had no idea this many dope people loved American soccer. We have everything from a rate my pizza where I get to roast your pizza so you guys have pet communications, music. You guys do an MLS pick them when the season is going. You have a beer, wine, and liquor channel just to learn about different, uh, you know, different things to make you feel a little better at the end of the night. You got a coffee channel, which I learned how to make cold brew from that. I mean, if it wasn't for you guys, what would I be doing? Have a lower uh, heart rate? Maybe. But then I wouldn't have all this energy to do this commercial. So if you guys aren't a member of Gully Squad and you want to join, all you have to do is go to SoccerCooligans.com slash Gully Squad, SoccerCooligans.com slash Gully Squad, or just go to ShoutsToUs.com. Join now. All right, baby, and welcome to the Cooligans Living Room FC. We are back, and our guest is here, and Christian, 
We are. I mean, we've got we've got a legend in the house. <laughs> okay. And by in the house, I mean in a box uh, <laughs> remotely, but still. <laughs> yeah, yeah. More than six feet apart. We're, I, we're, yeah, we're social distancing, right? <laughs> uh, and frankly, I feel like if we weren't and I kicked the ball, she'd still save it. You know what I mean? <laughs> right? I, this one, this is incredible. One of the 99ers. I mean, this is yes, uh, a it, moment this, that changed I, the history of American soccer for so many people, not just the young women that watched, uh, but so many, so yeah, many that, people. That's right. This, uh, I think this is, uh, is this our second 99er? Obviously, we have Michelle Akers. Yeah. Uh, well, so this, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Look at you, Christian, okay. remembering <laughs> stuff. All right. I got to work out of time. on time. We're getting through all of them. Uh, <laughs> but this uh, is absolutely, uh, you know, amazing. It's uh, one, of, one of the few people who I could honestly say, uh, if you give me a rocket, you know, a rocket launcher, and I get, and I shoot a soccer ball out of it ten times. She might stop at least three of them. You know what I mean? <laughs> She's absolutely incredible. You know, I've heard her uh, call things like the wall. You know, uh, you remember her obviously from the amazing save against China in the in the ninety nine uh, World Cup. Ladies and gentlemen, put your hands together. Pull your car over. Come on. Put that bad boy in park. Pull up the e-brake so nothing happens. And put your hands together for the one, the only, Brianna Scurry, everybody! Brianna, what's up? Hey, guys. How are you? I'm doing fantastic. Thank you. You guys are hilarious. I it. <laughs> Thank you. All right. We got what we wanted. Shut the show down. All right. Uh, I see this is a good start. I see how you get into your opponent's head already with the compliments. Uh-huh. Yes. Right? This, uh, <laughs> Gotta butter you up first. Yeah, right? yeah. You disarm them. You, disarm you save them a, a shot. You're like, that was good, though. You almost got me. You know? You're like, oh, my uh, God. I look, think we're friends. I, I mean, there's a, uh, you, the, uh, I'm already the, the, the worst thing about this interview right now i'm already feeling that is that i can't talk to you for four hours right <laughs> so we have a little bit limited amount of time but let's start with um the uh, the, the the pressing news the important stuff uh, especially with the nwsl and uh you know your involvement in the washington spirit you are are now an investor and owner uh of with the washington spirit we just had trinity rodman on the washington yes. spirit they're making a lot of moves there's a there's a lot of excitement going into this nwsl season how are you feeling uh, about the project right now um, I'm really excited and uh, I'm just honored to be a part of this group. You know, uh, Steve, the, the current uh, lead owner, um, has really done some amazing things with the team since he's, he started, uh, you know, taking the helm in 2019. And I was really excited about what he'd been able to do. And then when he approached me and my wife, Chris Azizos, about becoming investors with the investor group, I mean, we were we were thrilled. We were excited. We were happy to become the first ones in the group. And so that's really awesome. And I'm for me, it's just really, really, uh, you know, the next level, the next stage of my, uh, you know, my contribution to the game. You know, I played as a player and then I was a coach and now I'm an investor and, and I really am excited to see uh, where Hall this next level. Well, yeah, know, that too. <laughs> I did a little bit of that. Uh, you know, just excited to see where the next level level takes me. And I'm, I'm, I'm really pumped about it. And we'll see where it goes. I mean, you're, you're just another example of, I, I don't know, the the rocket ship like you know sort of growth of women's soccer or at least the nwsl in particular over the last like two to three years um there's something to be said now where if you're not an investor or part owner of an nwsl team are you even a celebrity you know what i mean like are you you know you can't claim to be right it's a new it's a new standard right it really is right you know uh what do you think this bodes for the women's game in the u.s because People keep talking about in the women's game, oh, like a, 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 what the corner's been turned, the corner's been turned. 
I think it I think it has. I think we've seen it now and we're on the other side of it. What do you think is going to happen in the next few years? How how big do you think this this thing can continue to get? I think it's going to get huge. I really do. And, and it really is the next evolution of the game. I mean, we, we're in our third iteration of, of a women's soccer league in this country, and it's already lasted three times longer than the two previous ones. And now we have uh, an, a new a new type of, of investor, a new type of owner. You know, our team, you know, all these different investors involved with the, with the spirit. You have Angel City that has a similar profile with, with their uh, investor slash owner group. And so I really think that this is something that can really provide a new, a new dynamic and a new structure to, to how you proceed. Not only are you, you know, providing funds as an investor, but you're also providing your expertise in the area in which you've succeeded for years. And so that's really an exciting difference and exciting thing to bring to the table and I think it's really going to elevate women's soccer um, as a whole, not only in this country, but around the world. Yeah. And uh, I, I wanted to talk especially uh, uh, s- simply about the f- getting into an ownership role and uh, clearly the, the level of influence you'll have on not only the, the, the business side, but the, the, uh, on the players themselves and what the league looks like uh, go- going forward. You know, we know about, you know, the, the leagues that didn't work out uh, or early on, you know, a couple of years ago. And, and, and seeing the, the success of NWSL, you sort of hear about the, the, the people that went through it, that, that like, what, what are some of the differences that you saw that you want to make sure I don't want, you know, I don't want another player to deal with what I dealt with. Right. Yeah, I, I think this time around what you're going to see, um, especially now with this new uh, structure is you're going to see investors that are now, you know, putting skin in the game financially, but then also their expertise. For example, uh, my wife, Chris Azizos, she's a CEO of of a PR firm called uh, Livewire Media Strategic Communications. She's been doing that for 23 years. So what she can bring to, to the group is, you know, an expertise in visibility and PR and communication for, for the Washington spirit. And so that's something that didn't exist previously. I mean, all these different investors have their areas of expertise that they have already committed to, you know, injecting into this team. And so with the group of us, we can solve just about any issue or at least collaborate about it in a way that's never been done before. You know, and Angel City has a similar makeup. And so I think with that change and with all these cooks in the kitchen with different skill sets, you're going to be able to really provide some ingenuity and creativity to how you can grow a team from the grassroots and make it a stable uh, part of the community. This is what we need for Cooligans, right? We need to go out and get investors <laughs> that were in PR or yes. someone who who's very creative with accounting. You know what I mean? <laughs> really help us out. Don't get crazy, guys. Don't get crazy. <laughs> keep it up on board. <laughs> okay. We're about to get a uh, Hall of Famer in trouble. Okay? Yeah, Again, we're talking about Cooligans. Washington spirit stays on the up and up. We will take a couple risks, you know? <laughs> Let's say we'll rush the uh, we'll rush the attacker a little bit. You know what I mean? When when you look at sort of what your role can be, um, you know, mentorship is is obviously uh, uh, something that seems to be very important for you. Talk a little bit about what your hopes are there. Yeah, I think one of the major roles I'll have is uh, player experience, and basically what that means is you know the perception that a new player has of the club of their ability to become a very good professional and their ability to not only 
provide to the community as a whole, but obviously on the pitch. I mean, let's all let's all you know be honest. The the pitch is the best and most obvious role of a player, you know, to play the game. But there's also other areas um, that that make up an entire person, and whether they're happy in these other areas really does have an, an impact on how they play on the field. And so. What I think I can provide is, you know, a, an understanding and an experience level uh, of what it's like to be a professional and to help the players understand that they are more than just a footballer. And so when you have these other areas that you have interest in, for example, players who have interest in, in cooking or education or, you know, community service, you know, maybe doing a nonprofit at some point. These are things that, you know, I can help them with in terms of understanding and the mindset of your contribution through soccer to to the world not just to for yourself and so it goes from an i kind of thing as as an individual footballer to to a we kind of thing and that's the evolution of of a player in the game anyway and i think that's something that's always been important on the women's side in particular and something that i can bring to the table other than obvious, you know, goalkeeping uh, <laughs> tips and tricks, but just yeah. that there's more to it. Well, yeah, we would hope you you wouldn't keep that close to the vest. You know, what <laughs> I, mean? I, I might reveal I might reveal a thing or two. Uh, like, well, no, no, no you're gonna have to pay for the VIP masterclass if you want that. Like, you're the owner of the team. <laughs> uh, I don't know when I'm gonna get to talk to you again. So I have so many questions. I want to talk. So much. <laughs> I just want to talk. Obviously, the the 99ers are are. I mean, you are part of a a, a group of of women that I mean left the stamp on on. Just I, world soccer, in my opinion. I mean, he re- legitimately like just changed the game. Um, I know there was so much, uh, you know, there's so much history there, so much drama. I mean, there, there's so many details that we probably do not know. But I, I do want to talk about one thing in particular. Obviously, the the penalty stop against China in '99. What an interesting thing that started happening fairly recently when they changed the penalty kick taking rules uh you know to make sure that players had to have a foot on the line people started going back to this moment when you stopped a penalty because when you look at this photo of you <laughs> in in goal you are i mean you're off. you're you are like five inches away from the <laughs> from the ball. you're going through her pockets <laughs> You're like, oh, okay, you brought this I was going to smother you? that ball before she kicked it. I mean, it was, it was absolutely an incredible moment. It's just like, but people have been going back to it. I'm sure you've seen this online. How did you, um, I mean, look, the rules are the rules at the time. Yes. No yeah. one's saying anything. But yes. uh, how did you feel uh, of sort of like that irony, uh, sort of seeing that brought back up now? Yeah, it's interesting uh, because people ask me that um, haven't asked me lately, but they did ask me in the past, you know, uh, you know, what what do you think about that? And what I always say is, like you just said, that that was the ruling at the time. I mean, if you if you recall, the referee is standing on that line um, watching me. And so the one referee is in charge of the kicker and the other one is in charge of the goalkeeper. And, you know, I came off the line. Um, that's just how we trained it, because back then it's what you did. And that, that rule was rarely enforced if ever. And so, you know, we just went with what we, what we could do. And so also the other rule that changed was taking off your shirt. Uh, you know, Brandy took her shirt off, you know, after her, her, her goal. And now you get carded for that and you didn't at the time. And so it's kind of like that, you know, it was the, it was the way it was at the time. The referee was right there the whole time and never once even warned me or said anything about it. So, 
The thing I think people forget is that soccer, a lot of the, the, the laws of the game is referee's discretion. And so had the referee decided uh, to, to say something to me, then I would have adjusted accordingly. Yeah. Why I, is there the rule of putting your foot on the line anyway? I mean, it's a difficult thing to stop a penalty as it is. They're yeah. just making it harder for the goalkeeper. Next thing they're going to be like, all right, now turn around. You know? <laughs> I mean, at what point, just let them kick it in the goal. Then. I mean, at what point are we going to make this even? You know? <laughs> I hope never, but yes, you're right. You know, Close your eyes and turn around. And then, and then when I blow the whistle, then you can move. And by the yeah. ball back, right? You yeah, have to yeah. run from the corner flag and try to stop the kick. It's ridiculous. Uh, I think it about is. it. The even with uh, when, when that moment when Brandy Chastain obviously scores a goal, the winning penalty, winning uh, the World Cup. Imagine like she gets the second yellow in that moment. You know, or you can't celebrate. You got to go to the back of the locker room. Right. Yeah. You get your you get your award tomorrow. Yeah. Um, one of my favorite things that came out of that, and maybe you can correct if this is true, because I don't know if this is true or folklore. Uh, Apparently, your mother felt you weren't the focus of the award ceremony enough as as the other players. And you were like, that's just mom being mom. Like, the goalkeepers very rarely are. Uh, well, I have a mom like that. She wasn't allowed to come see me play baseball because she would just yell, you're cheating. And anything that happened that I wasn't involved in, even if it was my own team. But uh, talk a little bit about that moment. Yeah, I mean, the moment for me was fantastic. Uh, you know, my job was to save one, and, and I did. Um, and all the kickers' jobs was, was to make one, and they all did. And so it was just a matter of the order of things. Um, I really honestly feel that my mom, no matter how much attention I got, it wouldn't have been enough because, you know, her baby's been working hard her whole life, right? And so also being a goalkeeper's mom is hard. <laughs> you know what yeah. I'm saying? I mean... <laughs> The goalkeeper has the majority of the responsibility and the minority of, of the glory. And it's the, it's the reverse for a field player and for forwards in particular. They get the majority of the glory and, and least amount of responsibility. So, you know, I think my mom, you know, felt a certain way. And, you know, she, she would stand by that if she were still with us. And I respect and appreciate that. Um, you know, I, I was just doing my part. And I feel like, you know, the team got the amazing response and in the long run you know we we changed we changed the world for women on that day and and so i really do feel honored and and appreciate the fact that we were able to to not only catapult our own team and women's soccer in this country but women all over the world yeah and and i'm sure there i mean uh I, I'm sure you hear comments all the time or just exactly how, you know, how you've inspired people and all these things. Like I, I remember uh, details from uh, reading the uh, Caitlin Murray's book, the national team uh, where I, I mentioned this all the time, but like the, there were great details about you uh, being on, on the team bus and arriving to like, you know, maybe even before the world cup uh, started and, and seeing how many people were there, like where, where I think it was something where there was all this traffic and yeah. no one on the team understood why there was yeah. traffic. And then you're like, as you get closer to like giant stadium, you're like, oh, this is for us. That's yeah. exactly right. That's exactly right. I don't know if that's naivete or <laughs> what yeah, that yeah. means, but that's exactly right. You know, we, we had that first game uh, at the, in, at giant stadium and we had our police escort and we had to drive on, on the, on the uh, shoulder 
to get to the stadium. And, you know, we arrived there two hours, an hour and a half, two hours early before the game kickoff begins. And so the fact that there were so many cars, um, you know, in our route to get there, we were afraid we were going to be late. And so we were a little bit nervous about it. And then we realized that all these cars were for us. Now, granted, you know, Giant Stadium holds almost 80,000 people. And so we we expected and we understood that we had virtually sold, sold that stadium out. But I just don't think we understood what it would look like, you know, on the on like how people would, you know, come to the stadium that early uh, yeah, before yeah. us. And, and that was really just an amazing thing. And that really was a fantastic memory that I have as well, you know waving to the fans as the bus went by and then waving back to us and they were taking pictures of us and we were taking pictures of them. It was really, (laughs) really like kids, the kids in the candy store, you know, on both sides. I will have, you know, as someone who grew up in Newark, New Jersey, and at the time I would take route three a lot to get into the city. uh, They honor that moment by also causing traffic almost every day of the week. (laughs) Just to honor you guys. You know? And people yeah, drive on the shoulder that. and everything. It's the ritual, yeah. <laughs> it just shows how, like, uh, 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 such an incredible accomplishment, uh, you know, selling out a stadium for, for, for women's soccer and, and just a, what a, a moment of pride. That doesn't really take away the anxiety of traffic. You know what I mean? Like, you're just, you're just like, oh, no. <laughs> Move. You're here for me. You know? We got a game to play. We got to get ready. Yes. You probably exactly. remember somebody from the traffic. Like, you know, they're talking about making this movie for Netflix, right? You should be like, put put somebody in this kind of car that just won't move over. <laughs> no matter how many cops beep at them or flash their lights, they just wouldn't get out of the way. Yeah, yeah. I was on the shoulder first. Well, they were following us on the shoulder, right? You know that that happened. People leave the movie like, man, that was just such an inspiring uh, film. But man, Brian really went nuts on that guy. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, wow, that was an interesting part. I'm surprised they didn't cut that out of the movie. Um, Hall of Famer, World Cup winner, absolutely amazing. <laughs> Top of the list of her accomplishments, though, she said during the commercial break was being on our show, which I thought that was what an honor. Very, very I mean, sweet of her to say that. Uh, we couldn't get her to say it on camera, but no, you know, no, we don't want to get, we don't want to make it hot for everyone else who comes on the show. Um, one of the things that I love is sort of the conversation now that we are sort of a little bit removed from the 99ers. Uh, who really are the best, right? Who are the all-time, people say all-time 11. I'm not going to make you do that. But I, Chris and I are interested in what would be your all-time five-a-side? If you had to field the five-a-side from your class, the class before, all the way through to today. And we're going to say, look, you can't pick yourself, okay? That's the one rule. <laughs> right? Because I would pick myself. But how about this? You can't put yourself in goal. So if you really want... <laughs> <laughs> I definitely can't pin myself. <laughs> put, put yourself up at striker. Let's see what you got. You know, but what would be <laughs> what would be your top five? And this has to be this had you have you did you lose sleep? Because this is so tough. <laughs> well, I couldn't pick myself, so you know, I mean, yeah. I, I, a little bit, a little bit of sleep lost there. But I would definitely have to say my my all time five would be in goal would be Hope Solo. Clearly. Okay. Um, I think she's, she's a great choice there. If I'm, if I'm not choosing myself. So, you know, she's a solid player always has been, you know, proven herself um, winning Olympics and world cup championships. So she would definitely be my goalkeeper. Um, Christy Rampone, who was captain America, you know, 300 plus caps, just Good. an amazing leader Good and choice. player. Um, absolutely. And then um, I would definitely have to go with uh, Kate Markgraf. 
um, in the back as well. Because since I'm a defensive player, you got to have two defenders at least on your five-a-side team. Absolutely. Um, in, the, in the midfield, I would go with uh, Michelle Akers. Um, she's a fantastic leader, always was, just like one of the goats of the game. Uh, and still today, probably one of the best players to ever play, if not the best player. And then uh, up top, um, of course, would be Mia Hamm. And, uh, you know, Mia's Mia, and she is just uh, an amazing person and player and just would be able to slice and dice that other team up. And then she, of course, would would, would be a nice setup for Alex Morgan, who would be my, my fifth player uh, up there, who's really coming to her own um, and is just leading by example. Uh, and so that's my five. Okay. Uh, you know, it's funny. I was wondering if you were going to bring in someone from the more modern era, you know? Yeah. <laughs> well, but, a- Alex is as modern as I'm going to get. Yeah. I picked them based on, you know, because if a player, a player can be fantastic, but when the chips are up against it and it's really the biggest stage and the biggest moment, you know, those those five players have proven their the metal and ability to to get it done. And so yeah. that's how I chose. Yeah, it. Well, I mean, we've had Michelle Akers uh, on the show. And uh, I mean, I'm, we obviously we put her through it. I mean, what a what a test. We were real gotcha journalists. That day. But actually, the one thing I learned about Michelle Akers is it wasn't an act. She really is like impervious to negativity. Like it just doesn't yeah. go in. She's yeah. like, whatever, this is the job that needs to get done. Let's just go do it. And I'm like, yep. I'm not built that way. You know, I'm specifically designed to complain a lot and then do some of it. You know, okay. yeah, the harder, the harder the work for Michelle, the more she enjoys it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. if you look at our trophy cabinet, there are uh, zero World Cup trophies. So that uh-huh. kind of explains. Uh... That's because there's they don't no, want us no... to win. There's no comic World Cup? Surely there's a comedian. <laughs> let's Cup, let's start a soccer comedy World Cup comic and then we're Olympics. the only comedian. Yeah. We, we have a Sunday League team of all comedians, so I think we might be the only in the world if I'm not. Um, I haven't heard of another one. Uh, yeah, but you'll so. see why we're the only one. There should be no other one. <laughs> okay. uh, of all those choices you made, was there one that was really difficult? Is there someone that you're like, all right, we got, can we get a bench? Because we need this person on the squad, but it couldn't make the five? Oh, yeah. I mean, uh, someone like Carly Lloyd would, it was really tough to not put her in there because she has obviously proven herself, you know, in the 2015 World Cup scoring three goals in 15 minutes, one from literally 55 yards out. I mean, yeah. that's that's absolutely insane. That's someone who when you really need it done, she'll 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 do it for you. And then uh, also Tiffany Milbert, who. You know, a lot of people may not know about, but who, when it came, push came to shove, when she was on the pitch and you needed a goal, she was either going to make it or assist it. And um, where she was going to create it literally just by her ability to run at the other team and and make things happen. And so uh, those are two players that I would I would have on the bench, um, you know, in terms of forwards and attacking players and maybe one other one other great defender um, that I didn't put on that list is Joy Fawcett. Um, who played with me in the back and was just a great leader on and off and, and was so good um, at, at positioning and so fast that she rarely had to slide tackle because wow. she was just always in the right place at the right time. Yeah. Wow. As far as uh, when you look now, are there any uh, defenders that you, that you feel like, oh, they could have they rocked with us uh, back then as well? Yeah. Um, Becky Sauerbrunn right now, who's, um, you know, just – solid in the back and, and, and the captain right now for the team is just seeing her evolution um, from when she first came in to the national team, when I was still playing to where she's, 
where she is now, just somebody who's back there and she's basically like a lockdown cornerback, you know, in football, you know, you, you don't get a whole lot of, of, uh, you know, positive outcomes, um, the other team against her because she locks it down in her position. And so okay. she's definitely someone who's come a long way. All right. Becky Sauerbrunn, the Deion yeah. Sanders of the U.S. Uh, women's exactly. Yeah. exactly. Yeah. The other the defenders like, could you try against her? Because I feel like y'all focusing on me because Sauerbrunn is here. <laughs> All right. Thank you again to Brianna Scurry for joining us. Legend. I mean, I'm literally losing my mind. I cannot believe I am talking to an absolute legend right now. Uh, we seriously uh, appreciated it. We have had a bunch of questions from fans that we di- we don't have time for, but I, I just wanted to mention one very, very quickly. This is from a fan. Uh, he is a, a, a spirit and uh, DC United fan, Douglas Reyes. Around. He just said, uh, 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 is Brianna going to come hang out with us in Spirit, spirit Squadron and Rose Room Collective? Because, uh, yeah, he's, uh, I know he is one of the founders of Rose Room Collective. Uh, so clearly uh, wants your support, uh, especially when fans are back in the stadium. Absolutely. I'll be there. Bells on. <laughs> nice. You bet. Okay, good. We got the confirmation, Doug. All right. <laughs> uh, Brian, is there anything you want to let people know about before we sign off? Yes. I mean, I have a lot of things going on, a lot of exciting things. I did a movie last year, uh, a small role in a movie called High Expectations, which is coming out later this year or early next year. So folks want to see what I'm up to. There's a team movie that Netflix is doing. Just go to my website briscurry.com, briscurry.com, and you'll be able to find out exactly what's going on, dates and times for everything. And I would love folks to support me and all my social media is on there as well. Okay. Uh, well, absolutely. thank you so much for joining us. Everybody uh, show uh, support. I can't wait till the movie comes out. We're going to have to do like uh, <laughs> a, a watch along or we're going to have to yes. do something. Cause it's going to be just super- Christian and I yelling. We know her. We know her. <laughs> <laughs> and it'd be true. It would actually yeah. be true. That's nice. Uh, all right. So uh, everybody else also remember, follow us at soccer Cooligans. follow at Fubo sports uh, on all social media platforms and make sure to subscribe to the Fubo sports YouTube channel for full episodes of the program and a bunch of other great videos. Uh, okay, Br- Brianna, let us get our goal celebration gif. So uh, if you, obviously, I mean, goalkeepers are, are, you know, maybe not always, they're not, you, you don't even necessarily want to be in the situation where they're sending the keeper up. But <laughs> if, you're, <laughs> if you're there, you score uh, a or goal. Or Brandy Chesting is limping and they're like... <laughs> It's you. And you're like, there's a lot of other... And they're like, no, you got to get in here. You score the World Cup winner 99. What's your celebration? It would have to be airplane. Yeah. There you go. (laughs) Well well done. Uh, Okay. So, uh, Brian, thank you so much uh, for joining us. This is absolutely nuts for us. Again, it's uh, an absolute, absolute honor uh, to be talking to Hall of Famer, an absolute legend. And best of luck uh, with the Washington spirit going forward. I'm excited about this uh, 2021 season. Um, Okay. uh, So let us end the show the way we normally do, as is tradition. So for Brianna Scurry, my name is Christian Polanco. I'm Alexis Guerrero. And together, what are we? The The Cooligans!